The following program has been paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church. From the heart of the Pacific, in Honolulu, Hawaii. Apostolic Faith Church presents the Kingdom of God Crusade. Join us now for another hour of worship with Pastor Vaughn, the church choir, and the band. We hope and pray that you'll find this next hour a blessing. Hi, I'm Trustee and Associate Pastor Edwin Sprout Sr., and I would like to thank you for joining us today. We would like to welcome you to the Kingdom of God Crusade Telecast, being brought to you every Sunday morning, not only here in Hawaii from 8 to 9 a.m., but also in parts of California from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XTTV Channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSE Channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV Channel 8 and Comcast Channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV Channel 28 in Eureka. From 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME Channel 20 in Los Angeles and San Bernardino. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KOTR-TV Channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY Channel 9 in El Centro, California and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR Channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO Channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KCSG Channel 8 of St. George, Utah, parts of Idaho, Wyoming, Nevada, and Arizona. From 11 to 12 midnight on station KGBY TV Channel 20 in Grand Junction, Colorado. And from 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable Channel 503 in New York City. If you would like more information on our church and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, be sure to visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. The Apostolic Faith Church, located at 1043 Middle Street, is the headquarters of the gospel of the Kingdom of God for the whole world with the sign on the roof of the temple, Jesus Coming Soon a landmark in Kali for over 90 years. In our prayer tower, the first of its kind in Hawaii dedicated exclusively for prayer. The church was founded by the late Charles and A. to B. Lockbaum on August 4, 1923, and passed on to our late chief pastor, William M. Hahn, Sr., in 1959, who continued the gospel to its fullness. We hope and pray that this telecast will draw you closer to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and be a real blessing to you, our television audience, saints, wherever you are in the shut-ins, that is, those of you in the hospitals and convalescent homes. And should you need prayer or someone to pray over you, please don't hesitate to call the phone number designated at the conclusion of the telecast. This is our Thanksgiving telecast, where all of our songs and sermons are geared towards offering praise and thanks to the Lord for all that He has done for us. All are welcome to join 
in celebrating Thanksgiving on Wednesday, November 22nd, starting at 7 p.m. at our Kamakee Branch Church located at 1361 Palolo Avenue in Palolo, Oahu. To start off today's telecast, the church choir under the direction of Emilia Juan will sing the song, Bringing in the Harvest. Bring in the harvest. They will be ably accompanied by Edith Matsuki on the piano and Pohaku Korda on the organ. We surely have a great and wonderful Lord. We praise and thank the Lord for his abundant mercy and compassion that he showed to the whole world when he gave his life on the cross of Calvary so that we all may have the promise of eternal life. And now the church band under the direction of head pastor William M. Hahn Jr. Will play, this, this will play the impossible dream. With a believing heart, all things are made possible with Jesus when we place our trust in Him and ask of Him with a sincere and earnest heart.
I will give the Lord all the praises and glory and thanksgiving by singing the wonderful song, Sweet By and By. Doing my background music will be Head Pastor William M. Hahn, Jr. on the piano, Mason Asano, Sr. on the guitar, Associate Pastor Marvin Ewing on the bass, and Iris Locke on the drums. Soon and very soon, the Lord will return for His very own, those who have been blood-washed, water-washed, spirit-filled, and walking in the light of God. He will take us to the sweet by and by, a land that is fairer than day, with mansions on high and streets of gold. What a glorious day that will be when we are with our Lord and Savior and united with our loved ones who have gone home before us. There's a land that is fairer than day. And by faith we can see it afar. For the Father waits over the way to prepare us a dwelling place there in the sweet by and by we shall meet on that beautiful shore in the sweet by and by we shall that beautiful shore we shall sing on that beautiful shore the melodious songs of the blessed and our spirit shall sorrow no Not a sign for the blessing of rest to our bountiful Father above. We will offer our tribute of praise for the glorious gift Sings that hallow our days in the sweet by and by we shall meet on that beautiful shore in the sweet by
The church choir will now perform the uplifting song entitled Medley of Thanksgiving. We praise and thank the Lord first and foremost for the salvation of our souls. We praise and thank Him for the baptism in Jesus' name and for the wonderful gift of His Holy Spirit. Yes, dear television viewers, the Lord is speaking to your hearts today. Won't you accept Him as your personal Savior, Master, and Lord? For today is the day of salvation, if you will, but hear His voice. Please join in and sing with the choir as you see the words flashed on your television screen. Always waiting on the promises of God is our instrumentalist, Punahele Kapuni, who will play for us on our order hop the wonderful song entitled, Nothing But the Blood. Jesus died on the cross of Calvary and shed his blood for all mankind. And because of these unselfish acts, viewers' sins are washed away and salvation is full and free. 
the daughters of Judah will now blend their voices to the song, Thank You. They will be accompanied by Christy Hahn on the piano. Yes, saints and friends, we thank the Lord for all the good things that come from above. The words of this song are so befitting, acknowledging everything we thank the Lord for. Some thank you highlights of the song include thank you for his kindness, mercy, the price he paid on the cross of Calvary, and many, many more. These are wonderful words to live by. There is no one like you, God. All my hope is in you, Jesus. At this time, it is with great pleasure to dedicate this beautiful song to a faithful and dear sister in the Lord who is none other than Mrs. Judy Carter. We pray the Lord will continue to bless and strengthen you all the days of your life as you put your shoulders to the gospel wheel. Have a wonderful Sunday.
Praise the Lord and good morning, everyone. I'm Associate Pastor Melvin Honda and would like to repeat our television time, stations, and locations in the continent of the United States for our viewing audience, especially if any of you plan to visit or reside in California, that these telecasts can now be viewed every Sunday morning from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XD TV channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV Channel 8 and Comcast Channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU TV Channel 28 in Eureka. From 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME Channel 20 in Los Angeles, San Bernardino. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KOTR TV Channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY Channel 9 in El Centro, California and Yuma, Arizona from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon, from 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO channel 22 in Seattle, Washington, from 5 to 6 a.m. on station KCGSGTV channel 8 of St. George, Utah, Idaho, Wyoming, Nevada, and Arizona, from 11 to 12 midnight on station KGBY TV channel 20 in Grand Junction, Colorado, from 6 to 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable Channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like to know more about our gospel work and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, please visit our website on JesusComingSoon.org. And now concerning our schedule of gospel services here in our home state, Hawaii, services are held at the temple every Tuesday and Friday at 7 p.m. On Sunday, gospel services start at 10 a.m. and divine healing services at 7 p.m. Sunday School for All Ages begin at 9 a.m. and prayer services are held daily in the prayer tower at 2 p.m. except on Fridays at 10 a.m. At our Kamiki Branch Church located at 1361 Pololo Avenue, gospel services are held on Sundays and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. The same schedule is observed by neighbor island branch churches as services are also conducted by Pastor Reginald V. Kessonera Sr. in Kanakakai Molokai, by Pastor Kenneth M. Alverio in Lahaina, Maui, by Pastor Walter I. Tinloy in Hilo, Hawaii, by Pastor Leonard K. Y. Asanos in Koloa, Kauai, by Pastor Hannibal Espera in Balogo, Pikawayan, and by Pastor Vesper Espera in President Rojas, Cotabato, Mindanao, Philippines. You are welcome to attend these services regardless of church affiliations. There are no collections. However, if you desire to voluntarily contribute to support these telecasts and the Lord's work, you may do so by sending your donations to the address designated at the conclusion of the telecast. And now I'd like to return our program back to Associate Pastor Trustee Edwin Sprode Sr., who will bring forth his spirit-directed and spirit-inspired sermon. Edwin? Thank you, Melvin. We would like to express our sincere appreciation to each of our television viewers who have joined us in this morning's Kingdom of God Crusade telecast. And we are confident knowing that we will all gain spiritual strength for the upcoming week as we participate together in reading today's sermon entitled, Oh, Give Thanks Unto Jesus Christ. Thanksgiving has always been a day of special significance in America. When our founding fathers observed the first Thanksgiving, 
they did so in the spirit of the Lord as stated in Psalms 110.4, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and to his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. These were devout and God-fearing men who truly believed in God's word. Prompted by the teachings of the Bible, they paused to give thanks to Jesus Christ, the almighty God. As we look back in history, however, we find there were many years when no day of thanksgiving was observed. Only since the days of Abraham Lincoln has the fourth Thursday of November been set aside to commemorate this occasion annually in the United States. A Thanksgiving service was observed in Virginia on December 4th, 1619. The pilgrims celebrated their first Thanksgiving day in October 1621. And the first Thanksgiving proclamation was issued in 1789 by the Continental Congress and signed by President George Washington. We as American citizens should be thankful that our nation was founded upon godly principles and by God-fearing men. The Constitution of the United States is the only document of any country's government which has withstood the test of time. And it continues to stand today as a great tribute to those who authored it. It remains intact, even until today, to preserve the rights of every American citizen. Psalm 33, 12 exhorts, Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, and the people whom he hath chosen for his own inheritance. Yes, God's blessing is bestowed upon all those who will follow him. Our 16th president wrote in his Thanksgiving proclamation of 1863 many principles which apply even now. And there is one which is still very timely for it mentions bringing this vast present day nation of many nationalities to that one place which is back to God. President Lincoln writes, it is the duty of nations as well as of men to own their dependence upon the overruling power of God, to confess their sins and transgressions in humble sorrow, yet with assured hope that genuine repentance will lead to mercy and pardon, and to recognize the sublime truth announced in the Holy Scriptures and proven by all history that those nations are blessed whose God is the Lord. We know that by his divine law, nations like individuals are subjected to punishments and chastisements in this world. May we not justly fear that the awful calamity of civil war, which now desolates the land, may be a punishment inflicted upon us for our presumptuous sins to the needful end of our national reformation as a whole people. We have been the recipients of the choicest bounties of heaven. We have been preserved these many years in peace and prosperity. We have grown in numbers, wealth and power as no other nation has ever grown. But we have forgotten God. We have forgotten the gracious hand which preserved us in peace and multiplied and enriched and strengthened us. And we have vainly imagined in the deceitfulness of our hearts that all these blessings are produced by some superior wisdom and virtue of our own. Intoxicated with unbroken success, we have become too self-sufficient to feel the necessity of redeeming and preserving grace, too proud to pray to the God that made us. 
it has seemed to me fit and proper that God should be solemnly, reverently, and gratefully acknowledged as with one heart and one voice by the whole American people. I do therefore invite my fellow citizens in every part of the United States and also those who are at sea and those who are sojourning in foreign lands to set apart and observe the last Thursday of November as the thanksgiving and praise to our beneficent Father who dwelleth in the heavens. Most certainly the spirit of the Lord Jesus Christ rested upon our 16th President Abraham Lincoln that such words should proceed out of his mouth to encourage and motivate this nation back to God. If the signs of iniquity were evident then, that is, a neglect to praise and worship God, how much more deeply engulfed is mankind today in the presumptuousness, self-sufficiency, and unbelief. Matthew 24, 12 foretells this. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. Today, millions of people prefer to use Thanksgiving as a day of gluttony, revelry, sporting events, and parades, rather than a time for fasting, praying, and humbling themselves before Almighty God and thanking Him for the many material and spiritual blessings that they know and enjoy. However, the very first annual Thanksgiving Day recorded and celebrated by any nation was the one instituted by God through Moses for the children of Israel about the year 1491 B.C. and observed by them 40 years later. Israel's national Thanksgiving Day was like ours in that it was celebrated at the close of harvest. Its objective was to thank God for a successful harvest. It was not only a time of feasting, but a time for offering gifts to God and on occasion to give alms to the poor and needy. It was called the Day of Pentecost because it came just 50 days after the beginning of harvest. And the word Pentecost means 50th. According to the Bible, Thanksgiving signifies both the expression of gratitude by acknowledging and confessing with gladness and praising the Lord Jesus Christ for the many blessings He has bestowed upon us. And the most important, which truly is mankind's pressing need for the salvation of his soul. Real holiness in Christ Jesus is found by rightly dividing the Word of God. God's Word will reflect that He is not out of touch with the present, but rather is omnip omnipresent and omnipotent. And the Lord Jesus Christ is presently operating with undiminished power today. Therefore, God's Word is the cornerstone of our faith where we will find answers to such questions as, why must I be born again? And how can I be born again? Our birthright is to be the children of God. We accomplish it by being born of water and of the Spirit, as mandated in John 3, 5, that reads, Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. And in John 3, 6, and 7, Jesus Christ also concludes, that which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, ye must be born again. 
Today, many have a haughty and prideful attitude and will not come down from the tree of the world to accept the Lord Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. Neither will they examine their present form of worship to ensure that it coincides with the Spirit and intent of God's Word, the Bible. Everyone must become aware of the fact that keeping the law, attending church, being religious, and following a religious creed to the very letter will not save anyone. And this is true and pertains to all of us as well. For neither can our wife, our minister, or our church save us. Salvation is only found in the name of Jesus Christ, which brings us redemption from the penalty and curse of sin. Unlike the Constitution and its amendments of changes, the Word of God remains as irrevocable and omnipotent today as it was the first day it was written. And yes, it remains unchanged. In spite of what mankind may derive in the light of his own knowledge, the Apostle Paul writes in Hebrews 13:8, Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. In Acts 2:38, God's word mandates this commandment. Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Some may ask, why must we be born again? The simple answer is, the Lord Jesus Christ said so. And that ought to settle it without any reason for argument. Because the Lord Jesus Christ is the almighty God who says, you must be born again. The reason for the new spiritual birth is because mankind has inherited his inbred sinful nature. And this nature was received from our first father and mother, Adam and Eve, who disobeyed God's commandment in the Garden of Eden. The Apostle Paul addresses this in Romans 3.10 and 23. It reads, As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. The new spiritual birth consists of demonstrating our faith in God by being baptized by immersion in water in the name of Jesus Christ. And in spite of the many misconceptions today, the term baptism means to dip, plunge, or immerse, and not to sprinkle or pour. Baptism, therefore, is essential to salvation based upon God's word spoken in Mark 16, 16. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. The Apostle Paul adds this exhortation. In 2 Peter 3, 14 through 16, Wherefore, beloved, seeing that ye look for such things, be diligent that ye may be found of him in peace, without spot and blameless, and account that the long sufferings of our Lord is salvation, even as our beloved brother Paul, also according to the wisdom given unto him, hath written unto you, as also in all his epistles, speaking in them of these things, in which are some things hard to be understood, which they that are unlearned and unstable rest, and they do also the other scriptures unto their own destruction. God's word gives us signs, wonders, and gifts of the Holy Ghost that follow God's true church. 
we as believers must look for the signs of confirmation given by the Lord Jesus Christ to prove to all mankind that He is doing the work before us. And the only correct form of water baptism must be administered in the name of Jesus Christ. In Matthew 28, 19, it says, baptizing them in the name, which is in the singular form. And the term Father, Son, and Holy Ghost are titles, not names. Therefore, the name of the Father is Jesus. The name of the Son is Jesus. And the name of the Holy Ghost is Jesus. Colossians 2, 9 and 10 further states, For in Him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and you are complete in Him, which is the head of all principality and power. In John 14, 8 and 9, it reads, Philip saith unto him, Lord, show us the Father, and it sufficeth. Jesus saith unto him, Have I not been so long time with you, and yet hast thou not known me, Philip? He that seeth me hath seen the Father. And how sayest thou then, Show us he the Father? God the Father is a spirit, and no man can see him. And that spirit was made flesh in the person of Jesus Christ, who is the Holy Spirit. God's word points to the fact that there is only one Lord, one faith, and one baptism. And water baptism in the name of Jesus Christ removes our sins based upon the sacrifice paid by the Lord Jesus Christ on the cross of Calvary. His blood purchased our redemption of sin, and being baptized in the name of Jesus Christ is mankind's act of obedience that is performed out of a good conscience toward God. Baptism in the name of Jesus Christ recognizes the deity of Jesus Christ and brings God and man into a oneness of true holiness. Jesus Christ is God himself who promises those who accept him as their personal savior eternal life in heaven above. Therefore, Acts 4.12 confirms the authority and saving power vested in the name of Jesus Christ. It reads, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none of the name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Every man, woman, and child born into this world must be baptized by immersion in water in the name of Jesus Christ and filled with God's Holy Spirit, which is evidenced by the speaking in God's unknown tongue and language. On the day of Pentecost, 120 disciples were filled with God's Holy Spirit as stated in Acts 2.4. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. John 3.16 confirms God's plan of salvation. It reads, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth Him should not perish but have everlasting life. And on this Thanksgiving Day, let us pray that as a nation, that America will remember the words of King Solomon. In Proverbs 14.34, it says, Righteousness exalteth the nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. In the midst of all our happiness, joy, and problems, we must always pause to give the Lord Jesus Christ our grateful thanks for His spiritual and material blessings. Deuteronomy 8, 14, 11 to 14 and 17 to 18 exclaims, Beware that thou not forget not the Lord thy God in not keeping His commandments and His judgments and His statutes which I command thee this day, lest when thou is, hast eaten and art full and hast built goodly houses and dwelt therein, and when thy herds and thy flocks multiply and thy silver and gold is multiplied and all that thou hast is multiplied, then thine heart be lifted up and thou forget the Lord thy God which brought thee out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage and thou say in thine heart, 
my power and the might of mine hand hath gotten me this wealth. But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth, and he may establish his covenant which he sware unto thy fathers as it is this day. The economic and material prosperity Americans enjoy today is a gift from God's hand. And in God's word, we are advised that the very goodness of God should lead us to repentance. And Philippians 2.10 states this truth, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. Compared with the rest of the world, we are the richest nation history has ever known. And the Lord Jesus Christ taught his disciples in Matthew 6.33, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Thanksgiving Day is symbolic of mankind's spiritual attitude towards life. And our gratitude should resound as written in Psalms 101 to 3. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Today we understand how important the day of Pentecost is as Israel's national Thanksgiving Day, which was a feast which came 50 days after the ingathering of the first fruits, with the first sheaf of the resurrection harvest being Jesus Christ. 1 Corinthians 15, 23 also states, but every man in his own order, Christ the first fruits, afterward they that are Christ's at his coming. Therefore, 50 days after the death and resurrection of Christ, the first sheaf, we have the day of Pentecost. And in Acts 2, 1, 2, 3, we read, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire, and it sat upon each of them. Hence the gift of God's Holy Spirit was given on Thanksgiving Day, the day of Pentecost, and on the first day of the week, and the outpouring of God's Holy Spirit formed his first church, the body of Christ, of which Christ, Jesus Christ himself, is the head. Therefore, God is calling a people out of a people to form his one true church. We as sons and daughters of God must herald this saying, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. When King Solomon dedicated the temple in Jerusalem, he made sure that they gave thanks. In the days of revival under King Hezekiah, an official day of thanksgiving was proclaimed. On that occasion, the people brought their sacrifices and offerings of thanks into the house of the Lord. The psalmist reminds us, it is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord. With only a small portion of bread and fish, the Lord Jesus Christ gave thanks and fed the multitudes, and they were all filled and still are remaining portion being gathered thereafter. The Apostle Paul reminds us in Philippians 4, 6, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. As true born-again Christians, let us give thanks to the Lord Jesus Christ as stated by Paul in 1 Timothy 4, 4 and 5, for every creature of God is good, and nothing to be refused if it is received with thanksgiving. For it is sanctified by the word of God and prayer. On this Thanksgiving day, let us recite 
the instructions given in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 15. Thanks be to God for his unspeakable gift. And many of us will have fellowship with friends and loved ones, being gathered around a table filled with much blessings, with such an abundance of food. Everyone will likely end up much more stuffed than the turkey ever was, and vowing never again, never to eat again. However, we must count our blessings and name them one by one, and let us count our many blessings and see what God has done. Happy Thanksgiving to everyone as we prepare ourselves for the soon coming return of Jesus Christ in clouds of glory to call us up saying, come up hither, come up hither, come up hither. If you would like to know more about God's word and the church and review these telecast presentations in their entirety, please visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. Until our next telecast, this is your host, trustee and associate pastor Edmund Sproat Sr., expressing my sincerest appreciation to each of you who have allowed us to come into your homes. May the good Lord bless and keep you all in the hollow of his hands. And now we present our church band once again to conclude this morning's Thanksgiving telecast with the beautiful song entitled, Come to the Feast.
The preceding program was paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church.